Yes, sir. The weather there is always fair. There's sunshine day and night. No cold, no rain will fall there. For the sun shines ever bright. I'll need no heavy garment. I just wrap my robe around. When I receive my mansion, robe and crown. I tell you what, that sister in Christ, Sylvia Rose, she was thinking about that song, huh? Mansion, robe and crown. And, and, and at the end of the day, that's what it's about. At the end of the day. It's about when you leave here, where are you going to spend eternity? Because the soul can die. Because it's made in the image of the almighty God. So because it can die, it has to be put somewhere. Placed somewhere. And I read somewhere where that if it's not with God, it's going to be cast off into out of darkness. That Hadian realm, a place where God will no longer dwell, where God and his children will dwell in heaven. But the devil and those that follow him will be separated from the almighty God. And you can see how Jesus felt about it for an instant when he was on Calvary's cruel tree had become the sin of the whole world, even though he knew his Relationship with God is severed because of sin. But just for that brief sacrifice, just for that brief time, he went through it for you and he went through it for I. But it got so much to him towards the end of that thing. He had to look towards heaven and yell out, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? Meaning, where you at, God? I, I'm so used to you being all the time, 24-7, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. I'm used to you being there. But right now, I'm because I'm carrying the sins of the whole world, I don't feel your presence. I don't feel your power. I don't feel your glory. I don't feel your majesty. I don't feel your presence right now. So I cry out, my God. My God, why? You don't ever... Want to find yourself in eternity. Heaven found out that God is nowhere to be found. That he's gone back to glory. And he took with him not only the Holy Ghost, but he took with him the two twins, mercy and grace. Then gone on with him. Now, you're down here, you had your fun. Did everything you was big enough and bad enough to do. Decided that I'm going to do what I want to do. I don't care what. Have no limits, no boundaries. And then find yourself die a guilty distance. Away from God. I can't even imagine a horror of being without God. Some of us try to say, Brother Thib, you don't know my life. I done, I done been through hell in my life. You don't know what hell is. You have no idea. That hard time you're going through, you need to give it another name. Just call it trials and tribulations. Just call it suffering and trouble. Just call it bad times. Just call it mountains. Just call it that. But don't call it hell. Because what the Bible classifies as hell is not what you're going through. 
Because hell is a place of torment. It's a place where the soul just burns forever. It's a place where there's a separation between the righteous and the unrighteous. You never want to go there. So I hope you're here this morning. I hope you hear this lesson right now this morning. Or, or how you can prepare yourself for heaven and avoid hell. Because you don't want to find yourself there. I know somebody told you a, a, a tale and told you, oh, you know, I'm going to hell. All my friends are going to be down. They'll be partying. No, man, no, no. No. Somebody sold you a bill of goods. You're talking about a, a $3 bill. You done took it and you're going to try to cash it in and find out that, as everybody knows who read God's word, it's no good. You do not want to find yourself lost. So good to be with you here this morning and to just celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection with you. That's what we do when we come. We, 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 we hear his preaching, we sing, we pray, we, we, we give, and, and then we commune, sweet communion with our God. The communion, the bread, and the, and the blood telling us, the body and the blood telling us, Lord, that we are a partaker with you and what you went through and your divine nature. That's what that's all about. So so good to see you here this morning to celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection with us, the children of the Most High God. If you're visiting with us, we're glad you're here and that you stop past this way. If you're visiting with us from a congreg another congregation of the Lord's people, so good to have you here this morning to hear a word from the Lord. As somebody said, changes. Right up the street. Some, some, somebody already tasted them already. Tent uh, changes. So close. It's almost like, where is that? It's almost like this long book we used to give you. And you can write until your heart's desire. But soon and very soon. Your book going to be something like this. And you just give us the details. Mama sick. Child sick. Job trouble. Family trouble. But not the, not the report. Not, not the details. We're saving that for another change that will be coming. Well, you'll have an opportunity to go and get in detail about what you're going through in this life. But we're going to make, we're going to take the invitation back to the invitation. Whereby we are inviting those to come up who want to obey the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ, who want to place membership at the congregation or something you're going through that's major that you want to jot down that we may pray for you in our morning worship. Is that all right? Don't be, I ain't getting a lot of amens on that, but it's all right. That's all right. You're going to find out a change is not bad. It's a little painful, but it's not bad. It is not bad at all. So we're just going to pray. And, and, and then by the, as soon we're going to be having it where you're going to have more time thinking about the word when you leave than something else. So we'll say that for the congregational meeting. Amen. Amen. They said, but Brother Bethia, every day you keep telling us about stuff. We don't need to come to the meeting. No, the list is that long. You got to come. I can't get it off from up here. You got to come up and hear what the Lord is going to be doing for us, his children. Is that all right? Um, don't forget, before I 
forget um, all sisters. Please see Sister Bethia in the fellowship hall after uh, the 11 o'clock service today that she may uh, give you the information you need for the 2017 lectureship. Uh, the ladies program of that and how East Baltimore we're hosting it and a part we want our sisters to uh, work in and, and do for the other congregation. We, we, we go, we, we're we're uh, we, going to host them and we want to do it in a way that let them know that we love them and care about them. So please see her after the 11 o'clock over in the old sanctuary and the 8 o'clock people already did it that we can find out what part we all can play in making the great lectureship a success. Is that all right? Amen. And don't forget after service also pictures, 11 to 4, will be taken. The 8 o'clock people are taking theirs now, and, and, and then after that, the 11 o'clock will be able to take theirs on later on. Uh, open up your Bibles to Galatians chapter number 5. Galatians chapter number 5. It was so ably read in our hearing, we're going to read it again for emphasis sake. Now, everybody is supposed to be here this morning, and I'm not everybody. Brother Frazier ain't supposed to be here this morning. Brother Frazier will be preaching over in, in D.C. But the old weather messed everything up. So he's here with us this morning. I know he's thinking about D.C. and, and preaching the gospel, so, so I understand that. I understand that a lot. I got it. Preachers like preaching. I know I do. That's right. So we'll continue to, uh, uh, and, 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 and Eastern Shore thing, that got canceled too. So just pray for those at Eastern Shore. They're not used to getting four and five inches down there near Ocean City. So whenever they get it, they panic and they shut everything down. They don't know we got four-wheel drives. That's okay. That's all right. Galatians chapter 5, verses 13 through 18 was read into our hearing. Let's just read it again for emphasis sake. The Bible reads here. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty, but use not liberty or freedom for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. This I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the, lust, the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary one to another, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. When you look at these passages of scriptures, I want to talk about being a Christian disciple, a disciple. The reason I want to talk about that is, is because that word disciple gives so much more uh, information about what the expectations of God is for his children. Just that one word, disciple, gives so much expectation. Christians say, I belong to Christ. But disciple says, I follow him. I imitate him. I learn from him. I do what he does. I'm a disciple. When you look and when you understand that, you have to understand that that's one of the reasons why 
when you're dealing with God, and God says here in verse 13, for brethren, ye have been called unto freedom. Freedom means that you're not in bondage. You're free to live the life Christ has caused you to live. But sometimes we can get to the point where our freedom becomes selfish. Meaning it's my individual freedom and I get to do what I want to do long as I stay inside the border of the scriptures, me, myself, and I, then I'm going to go to heaven and be all right. So Paul said he knew the Galatian Christians was kind of taking that mindset of it was a me, me walk. So he came back and said, wait a minute, that, 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 you're abusing freedom. You're taking freedom in a way that, 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 that the God hasn't designed for it to be. So he told them, for brethren, ye have been called unto freedom. Yes, you are free. You are free from sin. You are free from the wrath of God. You are free from hell. You are free from darkness. Yes, you are free, but don't take that freedom and think you can do anything you want with it. He says here, you are called unto liberty. Also, use not liberty. For an occasion to the flesh. There's a doctrine out there. The doctrine of once saved, always saved. And people have taken that teaching to mean once I am saved, then I can live any way I want to. Meaning, they say it like this. I can, I'm saved. And I don't want to live any way I want to. But when I do live any way I want to and act any way I want to, even contrary to the word of God, even contrary to the Holy Ghost, I'm still saved. Now, where they got that from? They had to tangle up a whole lot of couple of scriptures to, to, to get that. Because we realize that that's not what the teaching says. Amen. Go to James. I'll show you. I want to go here, but I guess I got to. I brought it up. The Bible says here in James chapter 2. And a verse that I have here is verse 14. The Bible says in James 2, 14. What doeth it profit, my brethren, though a man say, I have faith. I got faith. And have not works, deeds to manifest the faith. He asked the question, can faith save him? Now that's a rhetorical, no, that's rhetorical. He says here, it looks like this. If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what does it profit them? Many, what, 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 good is, what good is that? I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to remember you in my prayer. I'm going to pray for you. It's going to be all right. I'm going to pray for you. What good is that if you don't take it a, a step forward by putting some some action. 
behind it. 17, he said, just like that illustration, even so faith, if it hath not works, it is dead because it's all alone. Now, that's what the Bible say. Because God, James is trying to tell these people in, in, his, in his text, in the book of James, that's what they were doing. They were living out, I got faith in connection with the Messiah, with Jesus, but their lifestyle was saying that they don't. See, whenever you look at God and see what God wants us to do, it is opposite of that. Galatians chapter 5 verse 13 says, use not your liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but to love, but by love, serve. Connect. Connect with somebody. You see somebody hurting, go get them. You see somebody struggling, go have them out. You see somebody wounded, go get them. You see somebody new, they look like they don't, they, they, they confused, go talk to them, go bring them into your life. He said, by love, serve one another. He said, now if you do this, look at verse 14. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Now, that's easy to read. But the application of it is a quite different. And the reason why it's quite different is because we all don't live life in the same way. And too many times we get it in our minds that if somebody don't live life the way I think life should be lived, they're living life wrong. And God don't want us to take that approach to it. He don't want to have the approach that it has to be the way I live life. And if I live life different from the way you live life, then we have nothing in common. No, the Bible says, by love, serve one another. The Bible says, love thy neighbor as thyself. Somebody said, what does that mean? Love my neighbor as thyself. The same way you want good to come on your life. Want that same thing on somebody else's life. The same way you want somebody to give you a high five when you get a promotion. Give them one when they get a promotion. The same way you want somebody to, to forgive you when you do wrong. Forgive them when they do wrong. The same way you want somebody to look out for you for some employment. Look out for them for some employment. See, that, that's that wanting the same thing for somebody else as you want for your own self. You want to go to heaven, you should want somebody else to go to heaven. You should not be happy having all this Bible knowledge and not willing to share it with somebody. Because when you do that, you're fulfilling what the Bible says in uh, 2 Timothy chapter number, I'm, I'm going there, 2 Timothy chapter number Three, I believe that is in. And the verse I want is verse number, Second uh, uh, Timothy chapter 3, verse number 7. When you do that, you're fulfilling that verse right there. You're ever learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Meaning you can quote some book. Quote some scripture, apply some, you can exegete it, you can isogete it, you can hermeneute it, you can synthesize it, you can look at the proper grammar, you can look at the proper syntax, you can do all that stuff. But when it comes to living it, 
the struggle is on. And God would rather for you to have one scripture you can live out than ten you can. That's Bible. That's why the Bible says you want to fulfill. Uh, you want to, uh, uh, he said, here, for all the laws fulfilled in one word. You want all the law to be fulfilled in one word? There it is. Love thy neighbor as thyself. He said, but don't go me, 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 me. Because me, 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 myself, and I lead to that next verse. It's almost like a bunch of pigs coming to the trough. Anybody down the farm, y'all know what happened. They go to war. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's some, it's, it's, it's whatever that food they eat, the husk or whatever they eating. When the 20 pigs go there, it's every pig for himself. And they be on top of each other, kicking and screaming, biting each other ear fight. Some be eating and fighting. They're selfish animals. God don't want us to do that because that's why they get to fighting at the trough. Because everybody getting to trying to get that little bit, no one nobody else again, and they fighting each other. So God said, don't you be like that. Because the next verse said, what, Clayboy? If you bite and if you devour one another, go ahead. Take heed. Take, be careful. That you be not consumed. That you be not consumed. That that bite and devouring don't lead to bitterness and lead to wrath and lead to hatred and lead to strife and lead to I don't care about nobody but me. Paul said, be careful. Because that's where the trough mentality can lead to. See, when we come to church, let, let, let worship. We understand we're here for a reason. See, some of us think I'm just here to get my communion. Somebody else think I'm just here to get to hear some good preaching. Somebody else said, well, I'm just here to hear some good singing. Somebody else said, well, I'm just here because I'm, I'm generous. I like the giving portion of it. Somebody said, I like, to, I like to hear a certain brother, the way he pray, he just, oh, touch my heart, melt that brother pray. He said, more than God, more. That is the celebration we have for God. But you know what God said he wanted us to do when we come together? Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. The Bible said in Hebrews chapter 10, another reason why we come together Hit in verse number 24, I believe that's the verse that I want to hit it in. Will it say, bruh? And, and let us consider one another. In fact, hit, start at verse 22. Okay. Uh-huh. So first of all, when you come, come with your mind on Jesus. Come with full assurance that me and my Lord are about to fellowship. Keep going. That's right. That means that you got your mind right before you came in here. Don't come in here with stuff on your mind because it'll mess with your worship. When you go through that door, leave your, that stuff on your mind that you know God don't like. Leave it at the door. Right. Ain't nobody going to pick up your stuff. They don't want it. You don't want it. They don't want it. <laughs> Leave it right outside Amen. so you can come here with, with, with full confidence, full assurance, having your heart sprinkled from an evil conscience. Go ahead. And our bodies washed with pure water. And our bodies washed with pure water simply means that purification. 
that we've come with a heart of purification. Keep going, sir. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith uh -huh. without wavering. And don't come shaky. Don't come saying, you know, I'm going through so much in my life. I don't even know if I want to come back to church no more. I don't even know if I want to come to fellowship no more. You know, I come here, I sit down, nobody say nothing to me. I say hi. I say hi. They run out the building. I, I, they feel shaky. Okay. But the Bible says, don't come shaky. Okay. Come, come saying God got a blessing uh -huh. with my name on it. Yes, yes, say, God, I'm coming here. Cause I, and then somebody said, well, why you say God got a blessing with your name? With, with your name on it. Listen. One thing I've learned, a preacher can preach a 45-minute sermon. He can preach an hour sermon. But there might be one sentence within that whole 45-minute sermon that is yours. That's for you. In fact, it might be one word in that whole sermon that was put there just for you. And you have to have a heart and a mind open to receive that word from God because that's the will of God. Watch the rest of it. Go ahead, Clayboy. He said, let, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, uh -huh. for he is faithful that promised. He, parentheses. The writer said, because God got your back. Amen. God is faithful. If God said he can do it, he can do it. So don't come when, when your mind, don't come with no evil conscience. Don't come like that. Come and with, with a pure heart, wash with a pure heart, because God's going to bless you. Yeah. Keep going, verse number 24. And let us consider one another. That's right. And don't come thinking of your own stuff. Consider somebody else. Look around and see who else going through storms. Look around and see who else going through problems and who else going through tribulation. See, the, the, the Bible says here, don't think about your own self. Consider one another. Go ahead. To provoke unto to, love. To provoke. To love. To love and to good works. To provoke unto love. Provoke. What does provoke mean? Stir them up. Damn, I had one sister this morning, several sisters between these last three weeks. Said, brother, I think you know what? I'm, I love this stuff because I found me a brother or a sister in Christ to be my life-to-life -life discipling partner. Okay. They said I was struggling with something, and they be said I found the right person. I found the right person, and I'm, and I'm, amen. Because I'm going to tell you, when you team up with somebody else, that person, through God's word, has the ability to help you go a little further. Rather, it's from some scripture you don't understand okay. or some situation they've been through that you don't understand. Or you might just start talking crazy and they can help you say, oh, no, 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 no. Amen. We don't want that. You don't want that. All right. All right. They help you out. <laughs> That's why we need each other. Look what the text said here. Provoke one another to what? Love. Uh -huh. Provoke one another to what else? Good works. And then he said 25 what? Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as. Hold it. We have too many people that say I am a disciple of God. And don't really don't know what, what that really entails. Come on, come on. So before I tackle that verse right there, go over to Luke 14. We'll be right back. Luke, we'll put a comma right there. We'll be back. Luke 14. And a verse I want. It's verse actually number 28. 
28. Brother Bill, would you read 25 through 27 for me? 25 through 27. Because here are the requirements, and then here is the expectations. 14, Luke 14, 25. Verse 25. Mm -hmm. And there went great multitudes with him, mm -hmm. and he turned and said unto them. Keep going. If any man come to me mm -hmm. and hate not his father mm -hmm. and mother mm -hmm. and wife Woo! Mm -hmm. and children mm -hmm. and brethren mm -hmm. and sisters, mm -hmm. yea, in his own life also, Woo! he cannot be my disciple. Mm, keep going. And whosoever doth not bear his cross uh -huh. and come after me uh -huh. cannot be my disciple. Hold it right there. You can read, some people read that over and over and over and don't understand the, the, the commitment, the, the discipline, the, the requirements that God had to. God said, come after me and, and hate not your mother, your father, your children, your, your, your wife, your, 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 your own self. And he named the whole list of me. And he tried to pick people that's the closest to you. And then when he stopped picking family members, then he said, in your own stuff. Your own stuff. If you worry about your stuff more than you worry about God's stuff, then you disqualify yourself from being a disciple, to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. And, and then he says, he said, and take your cross. That means the trouble you go through, he wants you to go through, but he wanted you to go through with your chin up, knowing that he promised you he's never going to leave you and never going to forsake you. But we'll read that and read those requirements and read those requirements and read it, and we don't get it. So the next text says, the next verse says right here, what does it say, Bill? For which of you, uh -huh. intending to build a tower, uh -huh. sitteth not down first uh -huh. and counteth the cost? Hold it right there. Do you know that the expectations of the Hebrew 1025 says that you are supposed to be in worship every, every, every Sunday. Anytime you see a Sunday, whenever it's Sunday, you got to be in church. The Bible says upon the first day of the week, there is an expectation that for us as Sunday. And whenever you see a Sunday, you are, you can't be, it's not a, you can't be thinking about, am I going today? No! You disqualifying yourself from being a follower of Jesus Christ. You can't say, you know what, I really don't, I don't feel like it. I work all week, I work two old double time, and I ain't going today, and I don't feel like going today, and, and uh, you know, what time I'm going? Uh, no, no, it's not. Amen. To not go is a sin. Amen. Because there is a counting of the cost. Like, for instance, to not make your mother less. Y'all reading that? Yeah. Verse 26. Any man come after me and hate it, not his father and his mother. That hate means make a second or make a third if you have to. Make a fourth. Make a hundred if you have to. That means, that means she, your mom, dad, children, wife, husband, should, there should be no comparison. It shouldn't be Jesus and my wife. My best friends are Jesus and my wife. My best friends is Jesus and my husband. My best friend is Jesus and my children. No. No. 
Your best friend is Jesus who gave you your children. Your best friend is Jesus who gave you your wife. Your best friend is Jesus who gave you your husband. That's what the Bible is saying here. Jesus said here, if they come, if they, if you know, he used the word hate. Because that word hate was a strong word, but it simply means to love less. But choosing to use the word hate means, I mean, a distant second. Oh, church. So then he said, so because you know this is what's expected. He said here in verse number 28, for what? For which of you, intending to build the tower, sitteth not down first and count the cost? In fact, it said counteth. That means keep on counting. Keep on counting what it's going to take for me to see Jesus face in peace. Oh, church, oh, church, church, church. See, but the, see, the way that is carried, well, let me finish it up. Less happily, uh, less happily, after you have laid the foundation, I mean, got started, and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to laugh at you, ridicule you, mock you, saying that that person made a commitment and didn't follow through. I knew when they made the commitment. They wasn't going to follow through. Because I know them. They always make commitment. And never follow. They, 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 they go there. And look what the rest of the text saying. Saying that this man began to build and was not able to finish. Then he said, well, Jesus, why you got to give us two examples? He's like, I got to let him get the point of this thing. He said, now let me tell you. I told you about a builder. Now let me tell you about a king. What did it say, uh, uh, Brother Bill? Or what king? Uh-huh. Going to make war uh-huh. against another king, uh-huh. sitteth not down first, uh-huh. and consulteth whether he be able mm-hmm. with 10,000 mm-hmm. to meet him that cometh against him mm-hmm. with 20,000. Hold it right there. Hold it right there. Because y'all got to get this point. Y'all got to get this point. Get up here. Get, get, get up here. Get up here. Y'all got to get this point. He, when he was in the same shop, walked past me, bumped my shoulder. He bumped my shoulder. Now, I'm ready to take him on. But I gotta, that's a big brother. I gotta, I gotta count. Can I, can I, can I, I I can't even get him in a full Nelson. That's my specialty. It's broad shoulders too. I gotta, see, there's some things you gotta be smart about. See, I'm a bad guy. So when he said, I apologize for what you were saying. If you bumped into me. See, I don't take that. I can't be saying, you sorry. You sorry. You, you, you man, you bumped, you sorry. Oh, no, you, no. No. It ain't looking favorably for me. It ain't, it ain't, looking, it ain't looking good for me at all. Because I, I don't work out the way I'm supposed to. I'm feeling a little something in my back already. I'm just looking at him. And what I'm saying is, is that, thank you, brother. That's it, that's it. What I'm saying is, is that when you talk about being in the soldier, being a soldier in the army of God, let me warn you, there's certain requirements that have been given to you by Jesus Christ, your king. Everybody see this word in red? That means this is Jesus talking. 
This is Jesus Christ, the Son of God, saying that this king better count the cost before he go out there and try to fight somebody. Because he said in 32, or else while the other is yet great far away, he sendeth an ambassador and desirous conditions of peace. See, you got to give yourself time to think about it. Because, see, if I'm about to jack him up and, and I want to be far away so I can have time to change my mind, some of y'all just jump right into it. And then by the time the, when the beat down coming, you can't change your mind now. Here, working all on your head. But if it's a distance away, before I start breaking back and think about it. I'm glad he used the war illustration because war is terrible. War is, he's trying to let you know, that before you get out there and do something that can threaten your life, that can threaten the life of your family, that can take you into captivity, you better make sure you count the cost and, and believe you can do it. And believe with all your heart that I am able to take this thing. That's why when you look at that, go back to Hebrews now, 10. Hebrews 10 says here in verse number 25, Brother Claiborne, would you read this? Hebrews chapter 10, and the verse I want here is verse number 20, read 24 and 25 again. Amen. And 24, and let us consider one another uh -huh. to provoke uh -huh. and to love and to good work. I hope y'all underscored that, provoke. Because we don't, we don't, pro we see each other not doing right. And we don't say nothing. We're like, oh, I, you know, you know what they're doing over there. You know what they're doing over there. No. When our brother or our sister is struggling with something, they need us to provoke them. It said, by love, provoke them. Not evil provoking them. But by love, provoke them. To what? Love and to good works. Unto love and to do right. Amen. Oh, church. 25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Don't go hiding. Amen. Don't forsake. Yeah. Meaning being able to come but not. No. The Bible said don't forsake the assembling. That means to come into, even if we didn't have a church building, even if we met underneath a tree somewhere. Uh-huh. Amen. Right. Right. That's right. You got to be under the tree with us. Amen. Amen. That's right. Even, oh, that ain't going to like this one. <laughs> even when the air conditioning break in the summertime. Oh, well. Oh, uh, uh, uh. uh, we so, we, we, we got, we, we, you know, we, we full of ourselves now. You know, we, you know, we can't even use the fans no more. A fan. I ain't using no fan. They need to have the air working. I ain't going as hot in there. You remember back in the day? Not only did you use did we use fans, I we used to fall asleep on those hot church benches. That wood would burn you. I put my finger up. But it was just part of going to church. Amen. We don't dignified now until we 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 will forsake for any little thing. Right, right. Any little thing. It snowed. I wonder if it's ice on that parking lot. 
You know, last year wasn't no, I didn't, the ice truck ain't come. I ain't letting nobody slide into my car. I ain't going today. I ain't, I ain't going today. I, I ain't going today. Instead of just being truthful and saying, I stayed up late, too late last night. I don't really feel like going to church today. And it snowed last night. Oh, church, watch this. Watch this. I'm almost done. Watch this. Now, the manifestation of a disciple is this. Go back to Galatians. Go back to Galatians. Oh, I ain't, I ain't finished in 25. Okay. Uh, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some is. Because the Bible says some do that. Come on. Amen. The Bible says some do that. Uh -huh. Some every bi-weekly bi bi and monthly and all that yeah. stuff. That's wrong. Uh -huh. He said, in fact, go the opposite way. Uh -huh. But exhort your exhorting one another and so much the more. Rather than just coming once a Sunday, come a Sunday, a Tuesday, and a Wednesday. Right. Amen. Why, Lord? And so much the more as you see the day approaching. And then I like the way he connected it with, for if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of truth. Meaning that I hear what the preacher say, but I don't care what, what he's saying. I'm coming when I want to come. That's between you and my boss. <laughs> Me and my God, okay? Because I ain't got no heaven and hell to put you in. I'm trying to go to heaven too. And the Bible says that if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. Right. What he's saying is, if you're going to reject Jesus, then where you going? All right. Amen. Who's this other sacrifice that's higher than Jesus you're going to? There is no other sacrifice. There is nobody else can help you if you choose to reject Jesus Christ. Now, when you understand this whole mindset of fellowship or sharing, listen, we have to understand that life-to-life -life discipleship is not passive, but it involves initiation. Meaning, for if you see someone who needs you, or somebody come to you and say, I need you, help them out. Help them out. Now, count the cards with them. You might want to tell them, you sure you want me? Amen. You sure you want me? Because I'm, I'm trying to walk this thing. Yeah, yeah I want you. All right, I'm trying to walk this thing. So when I call you up at, at 8 o'clock Sunday morning and say, are, are you ready for church? Oh, don't be fussing on my 8 o'clock. Because I get up 6 o'clock in the morning. Just pick up the phone, say, how you doing? Good, so I'm about to get up. I'm, I can accept that. But don't say don't call you. Because if your weakness is coming to the assembly, and I'm trying to help you to be faithful in coming to the assembly, don't fuss at me when I'm trying to do my job to help you come to the assembly. Oh, church. That's that life-to-life -life discipleship. All of us helping each other, because this is a lonely walk all by yourself. I'm almost done. Look at here. Go back to Galatians. I'm in the lesson to be yours. Galatians, chapter number 5, verse number 13. One more time. For brethren, ye have been called unto freedom. Only use not freedom as an occasion to the flesh, 
But by love, serve one another. There it is again. By love, serve one another. Hebrews said provoke one another to love. 14. For all of the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. 15. But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. Now, what's our goal for this uh, uh, love thy neighbor as thyself, because we all are trying to make it to glory. Everyone who loves Jesus is trying to get to heaven with him. And getting to heaven sometimes take us to help each other. Be accountable one for another. And don't be afraid. Of, I'm done. Listen. Do you know, do you know how holy y'all look on Sunday morning? I mean, y'all be dressing nice, you've been looking nice, you've been singing nice. You know why? Because we all here together. You don't talk the way you normally talk. You don't do the things you normally do. You know what? Because we're accountable. And here we're accountable one for another. Come looking all, looking all happy and, 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 and or, or, or sad or looking good, you're smiling and, and, and doing all these things that we do because when we strengthen each other. But... Sunday is not the only day to try to be what God would have you to be. See, because Monday coming. And you're going to need somebody on Monday. And Tuesday coming. And you're going to need somebody on Tuesday. And if I were you, I would get back to some class on Tuesday when you're hurting, when you're down, when you're weak. I'd go somewhere to be around my family for some strength. And then Wednesday coming, general Bible class. Everybody should be home Wednesday. Why? Because the Bible said in Hebrews 10, 25, and exalt one another even the more as you see the last day approaching. So the church has dictated there be a Sunday general assembly and a Wednesday general assembly because we need to encourage one another. It's getting rough out here. It's hard out here. And you, me and you need somebody to hold us accountable. And then Thursday morning, you can't make it wait until the Thursday morning. Oh, church. It is because life to life discipleship is, and initiating it is, is needed. Now, I know somebody saying, golly, brother, but there, life to life discipleship. I mean, we, we got it. We got it. The reason I know it takes this to get you to get it is because I read the requirements of being a disciple. And when I read those requirements of Jesus saying, you got to bear your own cross. You can't love your own life. And I know everybody in here, all of us got some stuff. And because everybody got some stuff, you got to have a friend you can talk to to help you to go to that another level of growth. Yes. Next time somebody walk up here and say, brother, sister, pray for me and pray that I grow in the Lord. I'm going to ask you, guys, who your disciple are? Who you working with? When you say nobody, I'm going to say, how can you grow? Right. We need each other to help one another grow. Yes, sometimes we can grow a little bit in Bible study by ourselves, but life application, that's a whole different beast. That's a whole different animal. When you're talking about life application. So remember this. What God will have us to do 
is found in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. And the lesson is yours. Here it is. God will have us to operate this manifestation of disciples, being a disciple, right there. It should be shown in the fruit of the Spirit. God wants all of us to walk around with these, and if we don't got them, we're seeking for them. These characteristics. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. That's agape love, sacrificial love. It ain't about me, it's about somebody else I can bless. What's the next one? Joy. Joy and rejoicing are twins. And joy simply means having a, inter, a inner happiness, an inner feeling of contentment. A inner, it's not about exterior stuff. It's when you, when you go through stuff or you're about to maybe lose your home, it's saying in yourself, I don't want to lose my home. I love my home, but I, God got this. It's like Job said. Job sold joy. He said, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The next one, he says here, peace. Oh, you can't buy that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, peace. Peace, that's just contentment. Peace is just being, that fruit of the Spirit should give you Peace that passeth all understanding. People should be asking you why. Why are you so okay with somebody taking your house? Why are you so okay with losing your job? Why are you so okay with losing a family member you love? Say, because the fruit of the Spirit give me peace. What else? Long suffering. Be able to tolerate a whole lot. Because this world will put a whole lot of stuff on you. And, 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 and to be a disciple of the Lord, we got to be able to suffer some things. I'll give it to you in an illustration. Uh, there are rules of engagement in combat. When the enemy's shooting at you, so y'all think they shoot at you, you shoot back. Not in, not in an organized military. In the military, they can shoot at you, and you got orders not to shoot back. Somebody can come up and bang you in your face. And you are under, come on, Claiborne. And you are under orders. If you're in a foreign land and we're trying to get this treaty with them and we try, they still kind of wild. So if somebody come up there and spit in your face, you had better not respond. Because if you respond, you will be court martial. Well, isn't it like Jesus saying, if they swipe you on your right, turn the other cheek also, and if they sue you, and court for your coat, give them your cloak as well. That means if they sue you in court for your car, give them the registration too. In the tags. I'm almost done, I'm almost done. Another point, gentleness. If you're gonna disciple somebody, you gotta be gentle. I mean, you're gonna know when you gotta, now don't, you gotta be assertive, but it's gotta be in a loving, gentle manner. Gotta be gentle. Next one, goodness. Just, have, just walk a life that somebody said, that's a good woman. That's a, that's a good man. Just be, just be decent. Good. Next one. Faith. Bold confidence in the teaching that you believe in. Not only that, he said meekness. That's, if you can disciple somebody, and I'm in the store with you, and brother, brother Daryl is discipling me, and at the waiter, 
slam his money down on the counter. I'm going to watch, see what he do. In fact, if the waiter put his hand in his face and said, you know what? This is your third time coming back. I'm not giving you no refund. Don't get back in this line and get out of here. I'm going to watch with this Holy Ghost field. Brother, how will a, a, a disciple Everybody, the whole store watching. In fact, there's people behind me in line saying, oh, I'd snatch him from behind the counter if I were you. But I want to see what the person who is teaching me how to live this thing out. I want to see how you live this thing out. Next one, temperance, self-control. That's it. And against such, there is no law. Y'all ready to be a disciple? Y'all ready to be a disciple? That's what God is calling for. And if God is calling for us to do that, let's give God everything we got that we will hear him one day say, well done, my good and faithful servant. If you're out there and you're subject to the Savior's invitation, you're, maybe you're struggling right now. Maybe the sermon touched home because somebody is pushing your buttons. Somebody messing with you. Somebody ain't treating you right. If you are a disciple, you got to let go and let God. You got to let the one who is your teacher, Jesus, the one who is your, your mentor, Jesus, you got to let him handle it. And the Bible says, if you be faithful unto death, he will give you eternal life. If you're out there and you're subject to the Savior's invitation, hear his word, believe his word, repent of your sin, confess your faith in Christ, come and get yourself baptized into Christ that you might wear the name Christian and be a disciple of the Lord. And if you have a prayer request, we'll read that too. But whatever you're going to do, let's do it right now. As we all stand and sing and sing the hymn of invitation to give somebody out there the opportunity to obey God. No it reminds me of the word in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and 14 where a lot of times in this world, people love to shout and be excited. And say, Hallelujah, amen. And they get into it and leave out saying, boy, that was good today. I got my blessing. But it reminds me what the apostle Paul said. Paul said, though I can speak in tongues above measure and have not love, it profit me nothing. Though I can speak with the tongue of men and angels and have not love, it profit me nothing. And though I have faith that can move mountains and have not love, it profits me nothing. I'm just teaching you and letting you know you would rather have a word from the almighty God than a shout in your hands any day. Because it is the word of the living God, as David said, we're going to hide in our hearts that we might not sin against him. Please remember that. It's the word is right, and it cannot be wrong. One more stanza. I have resolved to be a disciple of the Lord.